Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. C.L. Bryant Show. the fruited plains i want to welcome all of you back today the cl bryant show is live coast to coast border to border throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet the greatest success story the world has ever known and that is america Welcome. Welcome to the C.L. Bryan Show. I am C.L. Bryan. I want to thank all of you, every one of you, for coming along with me daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here over Red State, Red State Talk, the largest talk platform in uh, the country. And, of course, uh, we, if you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not, and there you will see the Talk Monsters billboard uh, and uh, above Ripley's Believe It or Not, about a block away from where they drop the big ball there in Times Square. And you'll find that the C.L. Bryant show uh, will be um, popping up there 24-7, seven days a week, and old C.L.'s face is looking right back at you in uh, Times Square. Hey, friends, got a lot to talk to you about. Pastor Tom Askell is coming on uh, with me a little bit later on in the show. It's going to be a really great time that he and I, along with Sam Sorbo and uh, Eric Metaxas, is going to be there in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll be at the uh, Grand Bohemian uh, Hotel, and we're looking for a bunch, a whole bunch, a sold-out crowd of our, our good friends uh, who will be there with us. Uh, Pastor Tom Escal will be on with me here in, I think, the bottom of the hour. He is the pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Cape Carl. I have good friends in Cape Carl, uh, and he's president, founder, uh, president of Founders Ministries in the Institute of Public Theology, And I certainly uh, do uh, look forward to that conversation with him. Larry Taunton is going to be our host there at uh, Larry Alex Taunton, uh, the president of Fixed Point Foundation, uh, will be uh, our host there in Birmingham. And he was on with me yesterday. Outstanding interview that we had with uh, Larry uh, Taunton. On yesterday, and um, look forward to you being there helping us to rebuild and save this republic that's being eaten by termites from the inside out, it seems now. And the thing, the strangest thing is, they've been eating away for a long time, friends. Oh, yes. They've been eating away for a long time, and that's exactly how your house begins to crumble, isn't it? 
by those things that you are not really seeing going on in the woodwork. Huh? In the woodwork. Your house is being eaten by those who have told you, in particular, that they had your best interest at heart. And they use words, Americans, like humanitarian. They use words like, uh, you know, it is gun control in order to control violence. Have you ever have you ever known a gun to shoot anyone? Huh? Have you? I'm asking a legit question. You've known people who shot people with guns, but the gun has never shot anyone. And when we talk about gun control, no, no, you you need to. And the only person who can change this heart is, 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 is in my estimation, and I know it for real, Jesus Christ. He's the only person that can 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 help people control their actions with guns. Are you hearing me? He is the only one who can help people control their actions with guns around babies and innocent people who have nothing to do with the foolishness that they might be involved in while they're brandishing a gun it's not the gun control but they like to throw those types of words around while also using the terms like humane what is humane my friends about the continued slaughter that these democrat elected officials continue to preside over Lori Lightfoot, yeah, Bauer, you up in, in, in Bauer in, in, in Washington, D.C., you too. Oh, shift on out into Garcelle's and in, 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 uh, Garcetti, Garcetti, Garcelle, uh, Garcetti out in California, out in Los Angeles. Look at those various places that are saying that they are all about being humane, but yet they allow the violence and the attack against the only entity among us that is charged with physically confronting those who act inhumanely toward their fellow citizens. Granted, hey, we need to make sure that uh, we take care of any uh, police officer that steps out of line while dealing with the people who employ him. That is for certain. And that usually, usually that type of justice is meted out. But friends, what's happening now is that we are vilifying the very people who keep us safe in our beds at night. And I got to tell you something. While you're listening to all these gun control uh, people and all of these folks uh, saying stupid stuff 
like that. If that thin blue line goes away, if it goes away, then you won't be sleeping peacefully in your beds at night. Because, you see, we have charged them with seeing the underbelly of society. My mother used to have a, a saying to me back when I would come in, you know, as a teenager. Um, and one of the, I guess one of the reasons why I left home at 17, started living on my own at 17, was because I, I, I didn't like my mama's and daddy's rules in the house at that time. And dad was quite frank about it. Well, you know, then it's time to go. I did. And I, I, I regret that to this day. By the way, any of you young people who might be listening to me and saying, hey, he did it. He did okay. But you don't see the in-betweens there. But mom used to say this. There's nothing good <laughs> that happens after midnight. Seemed to me, though, I used to love stay up after midnight out in the street when I was a kid, just young, hung around, hanging around the wrong crowd, raised in a very, very fine home, nice home, great parents. Father and mother had good jobs, provided well for their only son. But their only son made choices. And what I am saying when we're talking about these progressive liberals who indeed come our way and uh, tell us about what they are going to do for us, all the while fleecing us. Are you hearing me? Because, because you have been fleeced, America, especially you Caucasian Americans out there. You better hear me. You are being hoodwinked, swindled. You're being bamboozled. Out of a birthright, yes, that was given to us by old European white males that now all of us enjoy, if you have any American common sense, you are enjoying the blessings of liberty. How many times do I have to tell you? Uh, they're trying to hoodwink you. And they, they mask it in humanitarian uh, words and gestures. Bypassing bills that will bankrupt a country. That, that's humanitarian aid to American people. The humanitarian aid that American people need from this government is to get out of our way, leave us alone, and let us continue doing our business as we were before all of this mess got started back in March of 2020, look how far down the road we are from then until now. We, from March 2020 until this present time, this whole thing has gone haywire, but it started before then. It started November 4th. And it became a big mess when Nancy Pelosi allowed the Capitol to be overrun by about um, 150, 200 people and called it an insurrection. It all went south. Those two dates, November and January 
of tw- November t- uh, 2019 or 2020 or January 2020 and November of 2019. It began to go haywire. The gun has never shot anybody. It's people who are doing it. And the madness continues in many forms. The madness continues. Listen, Donald John Trump was giving a speech on January 6th. You all know the scenario. And uh, a staged group of people who he did not authorize, did not encourage. In fact, they were already at the Capitol when the president, as the president, was speaking. They had planned to do this. They were not armed. They did not harm anybody. They did invade the Capitol building. They were not armed. They did invade the Capitol building, but this group of unarmed insurrectionists should have never been able to invade the United States Capitol building because the D.C., because of the Capitol Hill police should have been fortified, forewarned, and ready for anything that went on. But Nancy Pelosi, oh, they like to blame Trump, but let's put place blame where this should be. Since these humanitarians, these people who want gun control and all of that failed us in protecting the United States Capitol and then blamed the outgoing president. They want now, listen to this, they have a committee, you know, a a, a January 6th committee. And, And all of this is a part of the same cartel of fiasco that is going on right now. You can throw Black Lives Matter, Antifa, any hands up, don't shoot. You can throw any of it into this very same mix, going all the way back to the Russian collusion and the FBI lies. It has all led to this. What I'm about to tell you. The Democrats seek to get testimony from President Trump on January 6th. On January 6th, they want to get testimony from him. Now, we all know where he was. You understand what's going on here. There is a real bad, messy show that stinks. Yeah, it's a stink show that they're wanting to launch again for public exposure and they're too stupid to realize, talking about the Democrats, that doing something like this only makes them look even stupid. How many of us, it's the incoming guys, I guess, the guys who are now gaining power and what have you, that want their faces splashed across television. That's what's happening. Are you hearing me? That's what's happening. Is that this is a publicity stunt 
in order to try and to steer and try and steer people's attention from what the true problem is in this country right now, especially with the boost and the, the boom in COVID uh, infections. And that's the southern border. Put the focus back on Trump. But if he's smart, and I know he is. Put the focus back on Trump. Try to take the focus off of the failure that the Democrat Party has been in these last seven months. You do realize it's only been seven months. And this is what we have. It is a messy, stinky show that the Democrats are putting on. And they're trying to get you to think that (laughs) the whole problem boils down to Trump and guns. So more gun controls and more humane speak from a president other than Trump. You see, Trump, Trump, they, they didn't like his demeanor. They didn't like him, but they certainly didn't like his demeanor. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? We're now choosing presidents solely based on their demeanor and not their effectiveness. If I'm choosing uh, or wanting or being asked to vote for Joe Biden, There's no way I would choose his demeanor because his demeanor is weak and not worthy of a man who would be the commander in chief of the American military. But they didn't like Trump because of his demeanor that was strong on military, strong against crime, strong on protecting our southern border, strong on growing our economy and boosting the American um, strength around the globe, American strength around the globe. He was strong on all of those, but they didn't like his demeanor. And now they're wanting to use him. And I told you the news media, everybody knew the news media is going to miss him. The news media knows they miss him. That's why they want him. Because that would be televised, I am sure. It's not going to happen, but I'm sure they would like to get him. Well, you stick around. Pastor Tom Ascall will be with me here in just uh, a few minutes. We look forward to having that conversation with him. Larry Taunton, myself, Sam Sarvo, and Eric Metaxas will be with us in Birmingham, Alabama, this weekend at um, the Grand Bohemian there in Birmingham, Alabama. Don't any of you go anywhere. I'll be back. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa. 
Play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, great day in the USA. Yes, still it is. It's a great day in the USA because of people like you who are right here with us and uh, daily as we build the bridge to conversation that I hope will be catalyst in preserving this great republic that all of our ancestors paid a price for us to be here. You see, I'm wanting to get this point across to you because in understanding what's happening in America, my friends, in understanding what's happening in America, you must understand that all of us who are here today who can trace their ancestry back to a point in time where it was much different in America. All of us who are the children of those who crossed oceans, regardless of how your passage was booked. All of us who are hearing and breathing American air, or, or hearing my voice and breathing American air in this country, you're, an, you're a citizen. You need to understand this, that nobody knows the trouble that anybody saw before you got here. Are you hearing me? Nobody knows, and that's an old Negro spiritual, as they, as they are called. Nobody knows the trouble you've seen. Nobody knows anyone else's sorrows, regardless of what it may look like in the eyes of his historians. Nobody knows what the trouble truly was. Now, it's easy to point to that point in time where slavery existed, right? It's easy to point to that type of human suffrage and that type of human bondage, but nobody really knows just how bad that was or just how good it may have been for some who were slaves as well. Nobody knows how bad it was to be a serf or a bond servant. Nobody knows just how terrible and horrible it was to sail here in the hulls of a slave ship, or even below deck in the Mayflower. Nobody knows that type of of trouble, but I will say this to you, and it's my film that uh, brings this out. It's my film that has brought this out. Runaway Slave, 
and, and it's and, and it's this idea, my friends. It's this idea. It's the idea that all of us are, in fact, the children of runaway slaves. Oh yeah. Uh, the, the Mayflower pilgrims, they were trying to escape the slavery of King George. Yeah, it was human bondage that he, that he was having. It was, it was a human bondage in a different way. And I know that we try to, uh, you know, escalate certain sufferings that have brought us to this point in America in a different way than, you know, maybe need to be escalated. But all suffering in this country, nobody knows the types of troubles that our ancestors saw and endured to get here. All we know is this. We know that they were strong enough, brave enough, persevered enough, to get us where we are today. So we are not the children of victims. I don't care what stripe you may be, red, yellow, black, and white. Since we are having to have this conversation in living color in our country today, a place where you'd think we'd be so far away from it. But whoever you are, you are the child. You are the, the, the descendant of people who overcame and I don't know why we're wanting to be drugged back into this. Joining me now is Pastor Tom Haskell. He is uh, with me, and I'm so happy to be joining him, my good friend Larry Taunton, also Sam Sorbo, and Eric Metaxas will be with us in Birmingham, Alabama this weekend and help me welcome the pastor of Grace Baptist Church there in Cape Carl. I got good friends there in Cape Carl, president of Founders Ministries in the Institute of Public Theology. Pastor Tom, thank you so much for being on with me. Welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. Well, thank you so much, C.L. Uh, I look forward to meeting you. So this is wonderful to have this conversation before we meet Thank you so much for that, Pastor. And listen, let me ask you this, and uh, kicking off our, our conversation here today, we will be conducting uh, a three-day uh, seminar and speaking tour together uh, in Birmingham with the title, uh, Understanding What's Happening in America. Larry was on with me yesterday, Pastor, so I'm going to ask you the first opening question, the same as I ask him, what is happening in America, we need to investigate. Right. Well, I think uh, we can answer that from different levels. On one level, we are being played. Uh, we are being manipulated by sinister forces. Um, and we can look at that politically. We can look at it culturally, educationally, religiously across the board. But on a more profound level, as you and I would uh, probably naturally think of it, I believe that God is judging us. And it's a Romans 1 kind of judgment. He's giving us up to our own passions that are contrary to him. And so this is fundamentally a spiritual problem, as well as all those other areas that I just mentioned. Let's talk about that reprobate mind that you are referencing, Pastor, there in uh, Romans 1. God turned them over because their foolish hearts, Scripture tells us, was darkened 
And, and, and listen, everything that's described there in Romans 1, folks, I am telling you, if you look very closely, you will see that it is indeed, indeed coming about in our modern time. And pastor, is that reprobate mind permeating all of our American society? And are we seeing it in other parts of the world? Uh, yes, sir, I think so. And of course, you know, I'm living here, so I'm more tuned to here. But I uh, traveled a little bit. And I've got friends and contacts around the world. I spoke to a gentleman yesterday from Australia who was just uh, lamenting the fact that what we've been describing going on here for the last several years is infiltrating the spheres that he operates in there uh, down under. So this is a worldwide problem. But here in America, I I think we have to own it more significantly than other nations. God has been so good to this nation with all of our sins, with all of our shortcomings, all of our failures. God has indeed blessed this nation in uh, wonderful ways, certainly in the modern area and unique ways. And we've taken those blessings and we've turned them into platforms to rebel against them so that today people who live off of the largesse of his blessings would just as soon curse him and ridicule his law as to have attempt to have one right thought about him. And those of us who know this God, uh, we need to be speaking up for him and calling, especially his people who trust Jesus Christ, to repent and to get up and by faith stand firm and to call our friends, our neighbors, our political leaders, everyone, to a humble, repentant faith in the risen Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I feel that burden very, very deeply right now. Amen. Amen. Uh, He is the only hope that we have, and he is the only one who can change the heart of man through the power of the Holy Spirit. Pastor, when we talk about engagement of the clergy, pastors, um, rabbis, even imams around uh, this country, is there a reluctance, particularly in the Christian church, both of you, both of us, uh, I, I believe you, myself, and Larry are all uh, from the Southern Baptist uh, flavoring there. And so uh, I think we can speak to this uh, with some uh, clarity. Is it uh, still uh, a hurdle for pastors in uh, the evangelical um, uh, congregations to actually engage themselves? in politics, and is it appropriate for them to do so? We should discuss this. Talk, Pastor. Let's hear yes. from you. Great question. And, and yes, uh, there is. There, there's, and I think there's multiple angles on this. And some do not want their churches to become political action committees. And I'm in that camp. I, I've stayed in that camp a long time for most of my ministry. And that's a right concern. I don't want to be co-opted by any political party, any political agenda. Uh, but then there are others, I fear, who are uh, just not thinking lightly about the kingship, lordship of Jesus Christ. Uh, Christ's lordship doesn't end at any political party. It's not exclusively a political party, but it doesn't end at the political processes. And so he is lord over the state. He's lord over all jurisdictions. And uh, we don't want the church to rule the state. It is a simply a fact that in God's world, Jesus Christ does rule the state. And so those passages, like First Timothy two and Romans thirteen, describe civil authorities as God's deacons, they're His servants, 
And if we know God, who read that, that from his word, are unwilling to tell people like President Biden and uh, governors in our cities and city council members and police officers and others that Jesus Christ is Lord over them and that they are his servants, who's going to do it? Nobody's going to do it. And yet so many pastors I've found in, in the last several years especially have just been very hesitant to even believe that or have a conversation about it, much less to say it without fear or embarrassment. But it's true. Christ is Lord over everything in all political processes. So what does that mean? Well, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an American citizen. I'm a Christian, first and foremost. But as a Christian, I've been called to be a citizen king in this constitutional republic. So we don't have a king in the United States, praise God. But that means that all of us are citizen kings. Well, what, what's my responsibility? I'm to love my neighbor. I'm to seek to do what is best for my neighbors. And voting for some of the agendas that have been set forth by uh, the Democrat Party and others who have advocated socialism and even communism at points, to vote for that or to stand silent in the face of that being promoted, that is a lack of genuine love for our neighbors. And as Christians, we should know better. We've got to think more carefully, and we've got to act more boldly in the political arena. Pastor, are there some things that, um, of course, as you and I know, but it's a question that I'm, I'm just wanting to throw out there. You and I know where I'm going with this. Are there some things that belong to Caesar, and are there some things that belong to God that we are, for the sake of conformity, uh, are now beginning to compromise as far as uh, our witness, our testimony here on this earth. Can you speak to that? Yes, that's another great question. That renders to God the things that are God's. And what we need to immediately understand is, well, Caesar is God's. <laughs> Caesar doesn't have a little realm that belongs to him that God can't touch. Well, God rules Caesar. Caesar belongs to God. And so, yes, to be in civil authorities, and yes, those authorities operating in their proper spheres, the authority that's been vested in them by God, uh, we are... You're breaking up on us. You're breaking up on us, Pastor. Oh, I'm so sorry. Let me just out from not moving, but let me see. Is that any better? That's much better. Thank you. Okay, good. You bet. Yeah, so uh, Caesar belongs to God. Caesar doesn't have a sphere that God can't touch because God is the one who created the world and created Caesar. Caesar belongs to him. And what we saw in 2020 was atrocious, in my estimation, when Caesar said, don't meet. And uh, so we didn't meet. I mean, of course, when the, this first the announcement of the pandemic, nobody knew what we were dealing with. And so as good citizens and trying to be loving, uh, I think nearly every church backed off and said, okay, we'll be careful. But after the two weeks to stop the spread or stop the curve or lower the curve, uh, that passed. And then more questions began to come and months dragged on to continue to hear civil authorities telling churches no, you can't meet, or you can meet online, or it's just as effective if you do this. And I'm thinking, why is the Church of Jesus Christ taking marching orders from civil authorities? And I, I believe that it was a, an exposure of some of the superficiality of our Christianity that we have today, and a failure on the leadership of Christian churches more than others, that we have not recognized the distinctions between the spheres of authority 
that civil authorities have been given by Christ to operate in and the spheres of authority in the church that we are to operate in. And so, yeah, I think that we abdicated a great deal of our responsibility uh, over 2020. And um, by God's grace, that's been exposed. I hope we'll repent and that we'll see a healthier, more courageous Christian leadership rising up in the wake of it. Pastor Tom Haskell is on with me, and uh, he is pastor of Grace Baptist Church on the beautiful place of Cape Coral, Florida. And uh, in fact, I'll get with you, Pastor, and and tell you who my friends are there uh, in in Cape Coral. You very well may know them. But I, I I want to probe this a little bit deeper, and I hope that you can stay with me through the short break that will be coming up up soon. Uh, but Pastor uh, Haskell, I, I, I want to ask this then of the congregants who are beginning to return to various congregations across the country after the shutdown and the shutout and all that type thing. And I totally agree with you. Uh, those of us who claim we can go boldly before the throne of God, we cower before elected officials, friends. Uh, something is just not right with the way you're saying it and the way you're doing it. Something is just not right with that. So my question then, in light of that, and Pastor, we may have to answer this on the other side, something to ponder. Uh, but my question will be to you when we turn back is, is there then a dumbing down? We talk about a dumbing down of our young people in our schools and the dumbing down of our society through the media, the news media, and so forth. But is there a dumbing down in the church of God, of Christians, and who they are, their identity in uh, 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 this earth realm? And I want to talk to Pastor Tom Haskell, when I return, he is pastor of Grace Baptist Church, Cape Carl, Florida, and I'm right here in Florida myself, of course, on the other coast, but I certainly look forward to meeting you and becoming uh, acquainted with you, Pastor. We'll all be in Birmingham, Alabama this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we'll be at the Grand Bohemian, our host is the founder, president of Fixed Point Foundation, Larry Taunton. He will have myself, Pastor Haskell, uh, Sam Sorbo, as well as Eric Metaxas, who will be with us there with you. And you should meet us there if you're within shouting distance of Alabama. You ought to come on in and be there with us at the Grand Bohemian. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryan Show, coast to coast, border to border, over the talk monster, Red State, Red State Talk Radio. And if you're traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's, believe it or not, and uh, you'll see the Talk Monsters billboard there, about a block away from where they drop the big ball in Times Square, and 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The CL Bryan Show pops up there on the big screen, and OCL's face looking right back at you. Thank you so much for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation right here on this station, right here in the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has known, and that's America. I'm CL. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I am... You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my you thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die for So 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL coast to coast, border to border throughout the fruited plains of America. And oh, my friends, what a great day it still is in the USA. And don't you ever give up on that. Don't you ever give up on that. And hey, friends, we can't cut and run for the things that are from the things um, that uh, our foreparents have fought, bled, and died for. And uh, we all uh, have come to this place because someone came before us and paid a price. But friends, there is nothing we can do about what happened to granddaddy and grandma and, and all of them. There's nothing we can do but appreciate uh, the strength that God gave them to make it through so that myself and people like Pastor Tom Askell can have a conversation as free men in America here today. There was a price paid, and it's being squandered. And in the church, when we look at the church and, and things that, that had happened in the church as far as uh, the modification of even some biblical truths and teachings that are going on, Pastor Askell, when I um, uh, left, I, I, I posed a question to you about the dumbing down, not just of American youths in, in school, but there must be a dumbing down of their, their parents as well. There must be a dumbing down of their, their religious uh, uh, presentations as well. Uh, talk to us about, uh, is, is that even anywhere close to being um, uh, accurate, uh, or is it just a far-fetched idea that I just threw out? Talk to me. No, I, I think you have uh, hit the nail squarely on the head with that. We've seen this dumbing down across various disciplines in our world today, but sadly we are seeing it in the church. And, and uh, the way that I've tried to describe this last few years is that so in so many ways the church in America, Christians in America, have been canonized just like the Israelites going into the land of promise and yet not maintaining their distinctions, they ultimately were overcome by those people that they were to resist. And that's what's happening in our culture today. And along with that, where we're just adopting the values, the understanding, the way of thinking that those who do not know God have as just standard. Along with that, I see a lack of courage in our modern uh, Christian churches today in, in ways that is, is rather discouraging. If, if I didn't believe in God, I, you know, I just give up. But I see men who know better, who fear people more than they fear God. It's as if the God in heaven who's spoken to us in the scriptures, who sent his son to live and die and be raised from the dead for sinners, it's as if that God really doesn't exist but if we know that God, then we shouldn't fear any person. We should be willing to stand on the truth that's been revealed to us and trust God to do whatever he will 
as we try to commend what is right and good and true. And yet so often, so often, I just see Christian leaders uh, unwilling to do that. You know, Pastor, I believe you and I can walk together because, brother, we agree. On, uh, on, on that, absolutely, no doubt about it. I'm on with Pastor Tom Askell, and uh, we're going to be in Birmingham, Alabama, and want you to come on out. Pastor, um, give us from a Christian perspective, because in, in many, many uh, instances now, uh, the, the people who are in, in, in power in Washington at this point in time want to vilify us for not loving our neighbors or uh, not being charitable and uh, not being tolerant in all of these things. And you and I know that that is absolutely not the, the case at all. But what damage can the wholesale influx of uh, illegal people into this country have upon us? And what role should the church play in bringing to light the damage, the serious damage that can be done by this? Talk to us. Yes. Well, of course, you know, we're here in South Florida, and, and so uh, we deal with the immigration issue regularly. I've been dealing with it since I've been here 35 years and, and heard heartbreaking stories. Our, our immigration system, I think, is broken in so many ways, and it needs to be revamped. So all of that as, as background to look at the problems and the difficulties and throw up our hands or, or to say, well, now then we just have to welcome everyone and have no borders. I mean, that is a, that is a globalist mindset, and uh, that, that is contrary to what is right, good, and true, and to loving our neighbor. We're not loving immigrants whenever we just close our eyes to lawlessness. And so much of what's being advocated today for illegal immigration is nothing but lawlessness. And we, we train people to break the law if we do not enforce the law or if we, if we suggest to them that it's okay for you. We're going to make exceptions for you. Uh, we, we have wonderful uh, first-generation immigrants in our church and all throughout Southwest Florida here in Cape Coral, and uh, many of them paid high prices to go through the process of getting here legally and staying legally. Others who came here through difficulties and got into bind with legal authorities and have worked hard and are working hard to try to get right. I, I want to honor that. Those, those are the kind of people you want to encourage. You don't want to encourage people who come in with nefarious motives or who are unwilling to honor the law and just throw the door wide open. That's not loving. It's not loving to the people that you're allowing to do it. It's not loving to the people who are here uh, that they're going to impact. And, and we've seen countless stories and uh, effects, bad effects of that open borders policy. So it's not a loving thing to do when we're accused of being unloving. I want to ask, whose definition of love and whose definition of justice are you using when you make those accusations? Pastor, that is the best question uh, that's been asked here today. I'll have one, one more for you, uh, and uh, I, I've asked this to everyone. I've had everyone on the show, uh, from Hannity to uh, the Judge Janine to the, the, the guy who sweeps the, the street, who is just important as either one of them. And uh, it, it's always uh, important to me to understand uh, a person through asking them this question. Pastor, um, before you tell us how to get in touch with you and all of that, before we have to sign off here, um, legacy. When it's all said and done, and Tom 
Askell is uh, enjoying his family. You have uh, actually more grandchildren than I do. I have eleven, and uh, but but this is the the question: What do you want us to say about you, and and what do you leave behind? Legacy. Wow, what a question! You know, uh, CL. I've told people that I'm 64 years old. I thought at this stage of my life, I would be enjoying my grandkids and pastoring this church and uh, just praising God for his faithfulness over all my life. And, and I'm, I'm certainly doing those things, but I had no vision, no intention of being involved in the fights that I'm involved in right now. And I'm working harder and uh, more diligently on more fronts than I ever have before. And sometimes people will ask me, why are you doing this? Well, I think it's a matter of faithfulness on my part. I want to be faithful. I fear God, and I, I don't want to ever quit fearing God. But when I look at my grandkids, uh, I'm motivated for them. I, I want my grandkids to be able to, one day, if, if everything continues to go poorly in this nation, if this culture is lost and God does indeed give us up completely, I want my grandkids to be able to dig through the heaps of history and find markers and say, you know what, there were some people who tried to warn us, who stood firm. Look, look, there, there's Paps. There, Paps said this. Paps didn't go along. And if nothing else, to lead them signposts that point them back to the true and the living God, to the gospel of Jesus Christ, to the power of God's spirit, to the truth of his word. If God would grant me strength to do that, then uh, I, I want much more. But if he will grant that, then I will die content and uh, leaving it in his hands and praying as I do every day. I know you do for, for our grandchildren that the Lord would be merciful to them and raise them up to be mighty in his word and spirit. That's my great desire. Wow. Wow. Uh, Pastor, uh, thank you so much for that. And before we go, tell everybody how to get a hold of you and how to get a hold of your work and how to come see you when they're over there in yeah. Coral, uh, in Cape Coral. Yes, sir. Well, I hope everybody will come. And I look forward to connecting with you down here, too, since I know you're close now. But you can find everything you need to know about me at founders.org. Founders.org, that's the name of the ministry. Our website's very active, a lot of content there. Uh, we just started this Institute of Public Theology. You can find that at instituteofpublictheology.org. Uh, we started it because of the very things you and I have been talking about. We need leaders. We need to train leaders, Christian thinkers and workers, who take God seriously, who are unashamed about him. And then TrueGraceOfGod.org is the name of our church's website, and that's here in Cape Coral, Florida, uh, right next to Fort Myers on the southwest coast. We would welcome you and others coming anytime. It would be my joy to buy you a cup of coffee. Uh, get to know you better. Well, Pastor, I certainly look forward to making your acquaintance here in, a, in just a couple of days, and uh, I, I believe that the Lord is preparing a way for us, and uh, let's make that uh, path as straight as we uh, possibly can in our testimony. And so thank you so much. Continue to fight the good fight. Pastor Askell, I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. God bless you. Talk to you soon. God bless you too. Thank you, brother. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. And that was Pastor Tom Askell. Uh, he was um, amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. And I look forward to meeting with him uh, Larry Taunton, uh, Sam Sorbo, and also yours truly will be there, Tom, and along with Tom Askell. I think we are going to have uh, 
a time of, of uh, spiritual enlightenment. And uh, the Lord has given me um, uh, a message. Larry, it may not be what I told you. <laughs> no, it may not be what I told you, but uh, it, I'm going to mix that in uh, so I can do what I said. But, uh, but just the same, uh, the Lord has given me uh, a message, and I'm still waiting on him to complete that. But he has given me a message for these, uh, our friends that we're going to be visiting with. And I, I certainly pray that America, you will come to yourself. Yeah, we, we have, we have been, we're, in fact, we're like that prodigal right now who is in, I mean, got our head in the pig trough because we're so hungry pastors are you hearing me pastors please hear me you they 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 are so people are so hungry throughout america that they they actually have their heads in pig troughs we've wandered that far away from home and and I, I wish I pray that this is this is what I am asking God and have been asking God for this and there have been strides that Christian soldiers have made but we need to come to ourselves all of us and realize that the the, the, the things that the founding fathers of this country put in place for us. If you just become one of the hired servants, that's an employee. You don't have to be an owner at all. You can be a hired servant in this American uh, free market, in this American system of capitalism, and still be better off than someone who is far away from where they should be. Come home, America. Oh, that could be, you heard that first here. That could be a good t-shirt. I'll be back. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Don't go anywhere. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on this road. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. C.L. Bryant Show. the fruited plains 
and around the globe. The C.L. Bryant Show is on the air, and I want to thank each and every one of you coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. Hey, uh, the first hour went by so fast because it was such an electrifying great guest uh, that I had on with me. The things he had to say were enlightening. Pastor Tom Haskell was on with me. Cape Carl, uh, uh, Florida, uh, yeah, going to have to slide over there uh, across the peninsula to uh, see, hopefully, a newfound friend. Uh, here in the great state of Florida. There's so many people that I know have moved that, well, he's been here for a while, but uh, I'm here in Florida now. I have uh, Mason Weaver was on with me yesterday. He's moving to Florida. Everybody's moving to Florida or to Texas, one of the two. Actually, I'm glad I made the move that I made uh, for various and uh, sundry reasons. I came here and uh, I'm really glad that I did that. And I'm looking forward to a brand new life and all that type of thing right here in in Florida with um, uh, wonderful, wonderful people um, and persons that uh, make life uh, enjoyable, make life interesting for the future. But what about the present? What are we what are we what are we talking about here? Well, I want you to understand this. The fight, the battle royale, in fact, is on between Rand Paul in this corner and over Dr. Rand Paul in that corner and over in uh, the, the other corner and the opponent is Dr. Anthony Fauci. <laughs> oh, they have squared off. They have squared off. And and it, it, it ain't gonna be pretty. They uh Paul has already uh inquired now about um investigating Fauci for lying to Congress. Which, my friends, is no um, no small matter. <laughs> and, of course, Fauci fires back and says, if anybody's lying, it's you. That's back at uh, Rand Paul. So, the fight is on. Paul ha- wants DOJ to investigate Fauci for lying. Now, the only thing that's going to come of this, let me tell you what's going to come of this, because DOJ is controlled by the White House. And whoever's controlling the White House, you notice nobody ever mentions uh, the person who's in the, in the White House as the person controlling the White House, right? Or controlling uh, uh, American affairs. Nobody even, listen, anybody in their right mind, they know it's not him. I've got, and I, I really don't like having come to this place in uh, my American citizenship when thinking about this type of thing. But I, I, it just, it's just hard for me to even call his name. And, and you know what? I, I, I did not like it when the people on the other side refused to, to, to uh, say the name of, of uh, President Trump. 
because they, they said they had such disdain for him. I, um, I, I, I understand that now. <laughs> I do. I, I almost choke when I say Joe Biden. But I can't, I can't call him. I, I don't know. I, I just can't bring myself to, to call him. You know, I just can't do it because I know he's not. Nobody thinks he is. His own people know he's not. What president have you ever heard uh, say in public anyway? He may say it to his friends in private. What, what president have you ever known saying, well, I know I'm going to get in trouble if I say that. What? And I, I, let me look at me look at my notes here. Let me look at my pot. I mean, wait a minute. Let me look at my pocket here. Where's my notes? Let me look at my notes here. What president does that? Joe Biden. So they say. <laughs> yeah, even president name only. Trump was the president of the United States. He was an effective president of the United States. And, folks, if, if you want me to believe that Joe Biden got more votes than any president in history, which that would translate to, then you, I know, I, I mean, I don't know why you want to disrespect me or the American people like, like that, because you would have to think that we are fools. There is no way. Now that happened. And I know that they call us all kinds of names and, and so forth uh, as, as far as uh, outcome deniers and all that kind of thing as far as the election is concerned. Well, friends, uh, it does not take a rocket science test or, or anybody, uh, a sociologist or any type of demographics expert to uh, come to a conclusion that Joe Biden did not get more votes, first of all, than Barack Hussein Obama. He did not get more votes than a man who was gathering enormous crowds everywhere he went while he was in the basement of his home. He did not get more votes than any president who's ever run for president in history. You don't have to have much depth to come to that conclusion. But they get mad at you if you come to that conclusion. When they don't believe it themselves, they know it's not true. Yeah. And then again, when we talk about 80 million people voting, huh? When we talk about 80 million people voting, uh, or, or, or when we talk about the highest number of people, I'm sorry. Not 80 million, but the highest number of people of voting, I think it's 160, if you forget how many it was, that turned out in this last election. And you're, the main issue on the, more people voted, yes, than ever did before when you count California and parts of New York, probably Texas. Certainly Arizona and in New Mexico. 
there were a lot of votes, I'm sure, that were uh, cast by folks who shouldn't have cast them. But they were able to do it, weren't they? So how is it that we're here talking about in full measure and full scale voter suppression when more people voted in the last presidential election than ever voted before? How is it possible that you are letting them lead you down this path to believing that somehow American vote is being suppressed? Who are these people I, if if any of you, and I've, I've, I've issued this before, I've said this before to, to the many thousands of you that are listening out there right now, I've said this to you before. I want, if you know anybody who has not been able to vote and they wanted to vote and the, the polls turned them away, and I'm not talking about it didn't turn away because they didn't have ID. You need ID when you vote. But somebody who wanted to vote and they couldn't pass the literacy test or they didn't have identification. Uh, I'm not talking about a driver's license, a, a, a Social Security card, a bill. Uh, if they didn't have identity. You don't get a bill. You can't get an electric bill without uh, identification, can you? You can't have light in your house without an identification, can you? I don't. I've never been able to do it. By the way, I'm going to be on my friend, uh, being with my friend Sean Hannity tomorrow on his radio show uh, tomorrow. So everybody, tune in. The Sean Hannity. I think around going to be around. About uh, two twenty-five for me, I think. I mean, well, I don't know, not two twenty. I don't know. Whenever uh, I'll let you know when it's airing, but I will be doing the show uh, tomorrow. And um, all of this has got to come to a head, and we've got to stop listening to the lies that are being told because common sense is not bearing fruit in this particular vineyard. And the reason why is that it doesn't make sense. How is it possible that more people voted in the last presidential election, yet your topic of discussion, your topic of your your main interest seems to be people who we don't know. We we don't see them. They're not lined up anywhere. I don't see them waving any signs that I didn't get a chance to vote. I haven't seen that. Have you? I haven't seen it. And I want to know if there's anybody out there, if you're out there and you know someone who could not vote when they had everything they needed to vote under the jurisdiction and laws of that uh, district and precinct and state, I want you to send them to me. Go to clbryantshow.com. You can contact us there. Leave their name, leave their number there, and I will look into it personally. I promise you. I want you to bring me one. Bring me 20. Bring 100 people that you know have not been able to vote at their polling places. I want to know who they are. 
I want to look into that personally. And you should be able, you should be wanting to do it too. Because we are living in a uh, age of deception. Something, this, this is so, we're living in an age of such deception. Rand Paul now, and Rand, you know, Godspeed to you on this, man, because uh, Fauci has the highest paid employee, by the way, of the feds. You pay him more money than you pay any other federal employee, Dr. Anthony Fauci. He is the highest paid federal employee. You pay him his salary, and he lies to you, uh, and he lies to Congress. Well, he lies to Congress. He's lying to you because they represent you. Rand Paul's from Kentucky. Rand Paul is saying that you lied to me you lied to me here in Congress, which means that you lied to my constituents back in Kentucky. We have to bring you into account for that. Yeah. So Rand Paul wants the Department of Justice to probe Anthony Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci, for lying to Congress. Uh, Senator Paul has announced that he's sending a criminal referral to the DOJ to investigate Dr. Fauci for the crime of lying to Congress. Now, the DOJ, Department of Justice, is run by whoever controls the White House. That's how we got off on into this rabbit trail. With not liking Joe Biden and all that. But that's how we got there. The DOJ is controlled. So uh, the request to criminally investigate Fauci may not initially go anywhere, but keep in mind that you, the people, we, the people of this country, are still in charge, and the DOJ has to answer to Congress. Now, I believe Rand has made, and Rand is is one of our Freedom Works, um, um, we love Rand Paul. At, at Freedom Works, okay? We love Rand Paul. I do. I'll speak for me. I love Rand Paul <laughs> at, at Freedom Works. We, we, he supports us. We support him. He has high rankings with us as uh, a, a senator, as a legislator. And so, as a, uh, and so this is what I'm saying. I think he made a very good play of the cards, I think he made a, even knowing that they could drag their feet because they are given marching, given marching orders by the White House and whoever's running the White House, which is not Joe Biden. But none of them want to be drug up on Capitol Hill, be, be dragged up on Capitol Hill. And made to answer the probing questions that Rand is on a mission. Rand is on a mission here. And the, 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 the vitriol between Rand Paul and Fauci is probably as bitter as it was between the president and John McCain, which was pretty bad. Rand 
believes that we have been lied to and that we have been fed false information. And he's basing that on the fact that there are other studies out there that uh, tell everybody that if you have had COVID-19, if you've had it, then you do not need to be vaccinated. You have a natural immunity to it. You don't need to be vaccinated. But that information is not getting to you, the American people. And if you uh, begin to share that information on social media, you are branded as spreading false information. So you have the stymieing of free speech, which really does set people free because it gives you choices in thought. And you should choose that thought based on what is absolutely uh, spirit. For me, it's a spiritual logic logic. But it should make sense to make the choices you make. It makes sense to do it. Sometimes that's based on a lot of things. So I wish ran well. Uh, I wish ran well. He was on with Hannity, I believe, last night, and um, they discussed this. And ran was simply saying that uh, even though Fauci rejected Paul's claims at the hearing on Tuesday and said the senator does not know what he's talking about, that's Fauci's everlasting rebuttal to you and I. Is that we don't know what we're talking about. Fauci has said that on several occasions that uh, they don't. He knows what he's talking about, and that's because he's the highest paid federal employee that there is. So he he he, he should know what he's talking about, but it has not turned out that way, is it? Has it? It hasn't. So we'll take this up. On the other side of the break, coming up, uh, Pastor Tim Karskadden will be on with me, and uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to him. I haven't talked to him in a while now, not since I've been in Florida. I haven't talked to Pastor Tim uh, Karskadden. Hadn't talked to my pastor on the radio uh, since I've been here. we got to remedy all of that, Michelle. This CL, CL Bryant Show, will return with Pastor Tim Karskadden. Don't go. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. that You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop.
CL, throughout the Fruited Plains of America, thank you for coming along with me as we journey together throughout the Fruited Plains of this great nation, the greatest nation on the face of the planet by all uh, that I can surmise and survey. I've traveled in many places in the world, and uh, from all that I can gather, uh, this is it. I just know this. Whenever I'm away from here, whenever I'm in a foreign place and foreign land, whether the Jordanian desert or down in Rio, uh, I am wanting to get back here. Hamburgers are not the same. Not not even eggs are the same. <laughs> now, I don't know what it is. You go off somewhere else, and um, as an American, listen, you just don't know how blessed you are. To be an American. You just and 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 all of these people who are raising their their foot against America, you just don't know. You should go spend some time on the mission field in somewhere else. In fact, you don't have to do that. You can just slide down to Mexico. Well, it's still a mission field, and slide down to Mexico, slide up to Canada. Two of the largest mission fields on earth. Or our neighbors, you'll be glad to get back here. I don't care where you live here. <laughs> you, if you go visit some of the mission fields I've been on, you'll be glad to get back here. But somehow America's vilified because we came through uh, a past that included uh, slavery. Well, I guess the whole world must stand accused. Because the whole world has endured the plague of men enslaving other people, enslaving people since the dawn of time. Yeah. I imagine if Cain could have kept Abel in some cage somewhere away from doing what he's doing so that he would not be as prosperous as he was, he might have done that. But yeah, no. He decided to kill him. Or maybe he didn't, but he did. We don't know if that was, uh, well, Scripture says it was an intentional thing because God says, well, no, God said he killed him. That's what Scripture says. We don't know if he struck out with him uh, in rage uh, with the rock and just meant to strike him or whatever it was that he killed him with. We don't know. Uh, but it, whatever it was, it made him bleed because Scripture says his blood was crying out from the ground. Made him it made him spill blood. And and so so, what I'm saying to you, friends, this is spiritual warfare. As far as I can decipher it, there is nothing normal. There is nothing as far as the human uh, species is concerned that can go along in the traditional way. Not saying that all tradition is good and all that kind of thing, but when we talk about creating him, he, him, he, them, male and female, there is a, an, an incredible straying away from who we are as creatures 
and who he is as creator. The same one that our founding fathers put in our founding documents. That's, that's who they were talking about, the creator. And Paul said that he's blessed forever. So if, you, if, if, if America that is founded upon those types of principles turn away from its principles, and if American founding fathers believed that what they were founding, what they were putting together, was something given to them by the God of nature, then, then what they did was give him glory, give him praise for it, because they, they said that they, we believe that all men are endowed that, that means they're given, it's set aside in everybody. You have an endowment. You are endowed, not by the state, not by the governor of that state, not by Dr. Fauci, not even by Rand Paul, not by anybody. We are endowed. This is the founding of our nation. This is what our nation is about. We are endowed as individual citizens. By our creator. With certain unalienable rights. But there is a dumbing down of who we are. In receiving our rights to our life, liberty and pursuit of our happiness. There is a dumbing down. Update on Pastor Carskadden. I'm getting word from Michelle uh, that uh, he may not be able to keep this appointment. Understandable, Pastor. We'll get you on on another date. There's no question about it. But Pastor Tim, um, thank you very much for being on with me many times. Uh, he is with APAC, the uh, American-Israeli uh, political. What is it? No, it's not political. American-Israeli uh, action pack is what that is. And they are always under attack from the liberal side. When all they want to do is make sure that Israel remains safe and secure. And they do present the, the um, interest of the state of Israel. I believe, as Scripture has told us, uh, God told Abraham that he would bless those that blessed him, blessed that nation that he was founding. And he would curse those who would curse that nation that he was founding. I, in my, uh, I was in Israel um, several years ago. Jane and I was over there. And... Um, it's like no other place on earth. I mean, the feel that you get there is like no other place that I've ever been. No other place I've ever been. It's a feeling. I can't even describe it. And um, I believe that that is still a truth. God's word is eternal. And I believe that that is a truth to this day. When, when you look out over the, you're flying in to Tel Aviv and um, 
you can see where Arab land is and you can see the land of Canaan. It's flowing, it appears, with milk and honey. It's so lush, it's green. From the sky, Israel is very, I mean, uh, the state of Israel, you can look at how green it is. It's lush in so many places. But you look at the other, uh, at the boundaries that's surrounding it. It seems much so desolate. I will bless them that bless you. America is so blessed. And it's because we have, I do believe, been a blessing to the state of Israel because God's word is eternal. It's true. He said this. That I will bless them that bless you. I will curse them that curse you. America, how close are you to that blessing? Or how far away are you from it at this point in time? We were very close at one time because we were prosperous. We were closer just a year and a half ago. Or even longer now, we were closer back in 2019 to the blessings of the Lord than we are now in this country. And it was being seen in our prosperity. I will bless them that bless you. I will curse them that curse you. America, when you follow an example of people who are bent on turning you away from your founding principles and and, 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 uh, core values, when you start hanging with folks who are saying that Israel is, is, is evil, like Omar and Presley Tlaib. They're, they're enemies of Israel, but yet they sit in your Congress. You must understand that you bring a certain spirit to that place. Oh, you, I know, I know there, there might be some out there who are not in tune with what I'm saying, but I got to say this anyway. I was saying to somebody the other day, I had my, me and my, my friend and I were on with, uh, we were uh, talking to uh, Dr. Linda Lee Tauber. And, and, and I'm a preacher, okay, regardless of whatever I may be or ain't, what I am or what I ain't, I am that. Preacher's going to preach. America, you have joined forces with folks who are acting directly against the blessing that God put on a a Judeo-Christian nation. I will bless them that bless you. I will curse them that curse you, my friends. That is what he was saying to us. And, hey, I think I have, I think, who is this? Oh, that's, ah, who do we have here? Who's, who's, Who's calling the C.L. Bryant show? The guru of the CL Brian show. <laughs> okay, guru. Uh, guru, what's going on? Where's Pastor Tim? I was expecting Pastor Tim. Well, he had another live broadcast that he initiated because he is a pastor, so he did it for us. Uh, 
for people to pray because, you know, Christians, as you talked on with your first guest, Christians need to be engaged in the process. And the thing that we have the advantage of is we can do prayer and then we can go down to the Capitol and lobby. But we start with prayer and then we engage. And this um, bill in Louisiana, you know, in Louisiana, where your home state, we were able to create a veto session because the governor vetoed several pieces of legislation that are good for America that were Republican initiatives, but they're still bipartisan because if they're good for America, then they're bipartisan. What was this bill wanting to accomplish down there, Michelle? What, What were they trying to accomplish there? Well, in many state legislatures, the left is trying to create these ideas that being transgender is somehow normal. So a Republican senator wanted to protect high school students, boys and girls, particularly girls, and he's a Republican, and it was known as the Fairness in Women's Sports Act. And it would prohibit high school athletes from competing on teams that differ from a student's assigned gender or birth. And that is common sense. I'm a mom. You're a dad. We both have sons and daughters that played sports. I coached girls in soccer. It's absurd to me that this is a question. It is absurd, uh, Michelle. And when we look at uh, the, the, the gender bender questions that are going on in this country, I'm applauding Pastor Tim for being so engaged uh, with this. Many pastors are shying away from it, unfortunately. I was talking to uh, Tom Askell, as you uh, know, uh, in, in the first hour. And hey, Michelle, I got to tell you something. Uh, he's got the right stuff. Tom Askell has the right stuff. There's no question about it. And so I'm, I want to have him on often. There's all kinds of things we want to create. But uh, what are you doing, girl? See, you see, folks, this this is what I'm talking. What is going on here? Is that, hey, what's going on, Mark? That must be Mark. Hey, Mark was Michelle must have given the phone to you. This is live radio, folks, and this is the Michelle and her husband, Mark. They evidently are wrestling over the keys. What's going on, Mark? <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, What's going on here, Mark says. Okay, okay, Michelle, you get a chance to explain to the the, the rest of the country and and around the globe exactly what happened there. Well, so we were able to undo the... um, No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how did I get Mark on the phone? Who knows? that you wanted him to be on the phone. Mark. But anyway, <laughs> okay. now, Go ahead. yes, we, we were able to um, override what the governor had done, and we did it across party lines, and it was unexpected. They never expected all the Republicans to unite together, but we were successful. Now, it does go into the House this afternoon for a vote, but the fact that we were able to have the Louisiana citizens talk to their senators get them to do this veto session because what we have to do with these Democrat governors and Congress people is stand up to them and say, no, you represent me. John Bell Edwards is not King Edwards. He has to do the will of the people. And the will of the people is, it makes no sense to pretend there's another class of people called transgender. That's absurd. 
and to discriminate against girls, as I was saying, I mean, you have daughters. How would you feel if a guy was there competing with your daughter unfairly? I would not be happy, Michelle, and uh, I would be taking the same stance that so many fathers and mothers uh, around the country, particularly, you know, this women have been mobilized over this, especially women athletes have been mobilized over this, and I applaud them, and I stand with them. But it's wrong, and uh, and and just the same, I'm <clears throat> very happy that President Trump was standing uh, with those who are against this as well. But it appears that Joe Biden is, uh, he's always been on the wrong side of what, whatever issue uh, it has been. And well, so, they don't have mm-hmm. any real passion for issues. The way this is being talked about, so there was a veto session. There were three other bills that did not get unanimous Republican support. That's why this is such a big deal. But the way the left is talking about it is that we're discriminating against people. I want to know, where are the feminists? Where are the Democrat liberal feminists to say, wait a minute, we worked really hard to get Title IX, which gave women access to sports and treated them equal to men. We're, we're giving away female equity that these feminists have been working on since 1960, and yet they're silent. You know, where are they? Where's their voice right now? You know what, Michelle, that is the uh, million-dollar question. Where are the feminists? America, America, do you have an answer for that? Have you seen them? Uh, somebody need to send somebody by to do a health check or something on them because uh, nobody has seen them in this Front line, and Michelle, this is front line uh, uh, American uh, news that gender is now playing a role in a negative way in women, not men's sports, not men's sports, is playing a negative way in women's sports. Yeah, and and, and you don't hear from the feminists. Michelle, what's your answer to that? Where are they? I think that they're being silent. I know, because I'm friends with people that are Democrat, that are, you know, anything, transgender, I don't care. I'm, a, I'm an American. Yeah, so I've, met, I've met some of your people. friends. I've met some of your friends. Yeah, and some of our mutual <laughs> friends, should I say that too. So I think that they're being bullied. And I think that the, the left, I don't even like to call them Democrats anymore, because they're not liberal by no means. They're just leftist Marxists. And they have an agenda to sabotage our country. Stay right and there. Don't don't, don't don't lose that thought. I got to go up against a break, Michelle. I'll be back with you on the other side. Hang on. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. I'm on with Michelle, my executive producer of the C.L. Bryant Show. And I'm going to return in just a little bit with her. Bye. I thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth So you clean me up inside You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. 
God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. CL, coast to coast, border to border, and around the globe. Glad to be with you here in the home stretch of the C.L. Bryan Show today. Remind all of you, I will be in Birmingham, Alabama at the Grand Bohemian with, uh, I had a guest on with me a little bit earlier, Pastor Tom Askell. Uh, Larry Taunton will be our host and he will be hosting uh, Sam Sorbo as well as Eric Metaxas and myself. Three days we will be there, and we're there to be, mix, and mingle with you. Uh, you. And uh, we want to understand what's happening in America. That's what we're needing to understand. And uh, I was uh, to have Pastor Tim Carscadden on with me, who uh, instrumental in, in, in defeating this measure there in my home state of Louisiana. Uh, but one of his congregants, uh, my good friend and, of course, uh, executive producer, Michelle, is on with me to talk about it. Michelle, when we left off, you were giving us what for about why these feminists uh, have not uh, engage this 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 fight. Talk to us. Continue. Well, I just wanted to, to ask that question as a woman and as a mom, and I'm hoping that our listeners will start to ask people too. The left uses this this intimidation factor, like, well, we're racist and and we're mean and we hate people that are different, and that's not true. We want equity, and we want to know where are where's equity for women. There is it's common sense and science to show that there's a difference physically to men and women. I mean, it's, it's not, they look at it like a men's football team. It's barbaric that we do that. You should have, you know, women on there as well. Their full breadth of this is to reduce us as a society. You so know what? we need to be asking these questions. We don't need to be afraid and ashamed. And people who are confused about their gender, that's not my fault. You know, that's not on me and, and the taxpayers to take care of that one person. There's community organizations for that. But to go into the public schools, you know, in high school, I, I just don't get it. Well, this is this is the question that I've asked uh, on my speaking tours that I go on. I'll probably be asking it uh, here this coming weekend yeah. in, in Birmingham. But this question I've asked, the, 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 the logic of why you have women's sports and men's sports is simply found in the fact that women – don't compete with men for their sports. You, you know, there, there's no women trying to make the, the, the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, there's, there's no women trying to make the, the you know, the, the, goal, the hockey team, uh, Maple Leafs or anything like that, or Major League Baseball for that matter. Why? Because there is a difference in the physical quality of those sports as opposed to women's sports. Now, this is this is where the rub comes, Michelle. Yes. How is it then that a man can go knowing that he's superior to a woman simply by the nature of the sport and yes. and, 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 and compete in women's sports? And nobody says anything. Nobody says anything about women not making the men's team. No, nobody right. says anything exactly. about it because they know they, they can't. Exactly. They can't. Because you have to change the standards. This exactly. is not new that the Republicans and Christians just decided. This is factual for thousands of years. This isn't barbaric. It's common sense. It's what you're saying. 
So if, if women can do all of those things that are the requirements for NFL teams, then go to it. But don't change the standard just like we as women don't want men competing with us with our standards. Look, CL, you and I did not create the human body and genders. And if they're mad that there's genders, take it up with someone else. But don't manipulate and, and do this to female athletes. At least we're going to be able to do something about it in Louisiana. And I hope that this is a precedent because we need to be able to talk about this, like I said, without being bullied. And I'm expecting to see feminists raise their voice. I would expect the same thing. I would expect the same thing, Michelle. And like you uh, were were alluding to there, uh, we have to fight this particular fight. And, And we have to ask that question that you just asked, or you just, the statement that you just said, we didn't make the genders. I, we, I, I did not create male and female. I, 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 in fact, we don't even know what male and female is unless God tells us what it was. He, he told us that we're male and female. We didn't even tell ourselves that. He said that. So, and they don't word. believe in God, right? Right. Okay, they, they, they can't. Creator, they can't. That's okay. But yeah. science shows us that there's two genders. We didn't make this up to restrict your behavior. This is just fact and common sense. Exactly. Science can confirm that uh, through, what is it, chromosomes and and that type of thing, Uh, Michelle? Which cannot be changed. My question is, who are these high school students that are minors that are going through puberty that their parents are allowed to alter their gender? That's child abuse. That's child abuse. That's child abuse. That's child abuse. Listen, in any generation... I don't in any generation since Cain and Abel uh, and their wives and and, and Cain, Cain, when he went out and found his wife. Listen, I think that would be considered. Well, maybe not during the age of the Canaanites, because they were very, very bad people. But just the same, this has always been recognized as something bad and it's becoming well, commonplace. We have to remember that not everybody who listens to us is a Christian. Oh, yeah. So they don't have the same moral code or faith in God. Right. But I'm taking it objectively and saying common sense. These kids are going through puberty. And these parents, they're minors. So if they commit a crime at 15 of murder, they're not held accountable to the same standard as an adult. Why is that? Science also tells us the development of the human brain continues. That's where these ages of 18, 21... That's where they come from. They're not just some arbitrary stuff. And if we don't speak up now wisely, the left is using the media and imagery, and they're always sucker-punching us by saying, we're the intolerant ones. Well, it seems intolerant when they shape the conversation because they leave out truth and fact and reason in their statements. So like this with the transgender bill. We're bullies because of the, uh, the two students that somehow their parents tortured them, and we have to subject our daughters to it? No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm really glad that uh, you you brought this to the forefront in the midst of everything else that's going on uh, with the border being invaded, the transgender uh, argument, uh, Rand Paul uh, wanting the DOJ to criminally investigate Dr. Fauci. Michelle, we are living in a time, an era in America that is absolutely fascinating. And the type of business that we are in uh, right now, as far as this part of our business uh, that we are in, uh, is absolutely amazing. I think, Michelle, let me ask you this. Do you think the press misses Do- uh, Donald John Trump? 
Do I think what? Do you think that the press, uh, the media misses miss Donald John Trump? Do they think? Do you think no, he's being missed so. by them? No, I don't think they do because they're in collaborating with people that are the enemy of logic and reason. I think that we have to be able to speak about the issues that you're talking about. Uh, you know, with Fauci and Rand Paul, the way the left is so opinionated in the media without any journalism. In Shreveport, Louisiana, they brought people, I delivered people to Shreveport. At the same time, leftists in Shreveport are talking about, you know, needing mask mandates. Okay, you just brought in undocumented illegals into our city without asking the voters that they want it. Number two, did those people get tested for COVID? Do you know their medical history? We cannot be silent. Where did they go? Michelle, I heard that on the national news. My daughter, Miranda, texted me uh, that uh, it was it was happening. And uh, and I heard on the national news that that was going on and they had no money. They had no place to go. uh, They had no relatives. They were just dropped off there. Where did these people go? Well, we'll find out, and we'll get some people to talk about this with you on the show, because, you know, this is not okay by any means. And the way they said, well, the mayor, who's the city official, said we didn't know until 24 hours before. But no media outlets are picking up the story and holding people accountable. And see how that's what Christians need to wake up. Pray absolutely, and then get engaged and hold people accountable. Don't bring guns, don't be bullies, don't be crazy, but have conversations. Why are these people here? I mean, the whole world wants to be in the United States. You and I both travel. We know what it's like overseas. Everyone wants to be an American. Well, they all can't come here. So what are we going to do about it? We need to secure our borders, and then we need to teach independence and freedom, which is what makes us great. Good preaching. And we need to do that everywhere. That's good preaching, woman. Hey, listen, thank you so much for coming on with me in place of your pastor, Pastor Tim. And uh, I certainly uh, want you to give him my absolute best and uh, tell him that we're going to continue fighting this good fight. And, hey, thank uh, thank you and Mark uh, for your friendship and thank you for your work. Uh, God bless and keep you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. That was my executive producer, Michelle. I've had on with me, I'm going to have on her with, with me again. Uh, my executive assistant, Leanne, uh, is going to be on uh, with me next week. and have her on with me next week. And uh, Jared, i got to have Jared, my tech guy. Uh, is. Uh, been with me for a long time. Need to have Jared on. Jared, Leanne, and Michelle. That's my uh, core team, along with Scott Adams of Red State Talk and Leonora Cravota. Um, we are all a, a team. And so I'm um, looking forward to those conversations. And with them, as you can tell, they bring certain insights from different specters, from di- different realms into uh, the room and for all of us to build that bridge to conversation throughout our great nation here on the C.L. Bryan Show. Well, we are about to uh, run out of clock uh, here, as the Phoenix Suns did. <laughs> yeah, they ran out of clock. And uh, I don't um, uh, – I hate the fact that Chris Paul did not get uh, – will not get now, I don't think, uh, um, a championship – But um, it was a valiant effort. And friends, 
that's what we're going to have to put up a valiant effort. Now, McCarthy, I'm going to leave you with this, pulls all five GOP picks for January 6th panel after Pelosi rejects two of them. We're going to have to talk about this. And uh, Representative Byron Donalds from down here in Florida, other side of Florida, uh, says Fauci has lost his credibility. And he's joining forces, of course, with Rand Paul when, we, when we're talking about Fauci being indicted. We're not indicted. I'm so, don't take that back. Take it back. He's not been indicted. But he's been want, wanting him to be investigated for criminal activity. <laughs> maybe that was a Freudian slip. I don't know. Maybe that was a Freudian. Maybe, maybe Fauci needs to be indicted. But anyway, we'll see how it all shakes out. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show, and we're on daily, coast to coast, border to border, throughout the fruited plains of America. And we want to thank you for coming along with us from the whole crew uh, that we have, uh, uh, Michelle, Leanne, Jarrett, and Scott and Leonora. 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 I want to thank all of you for being a part of the C.L. Bryant team. And above all, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, may God bless and keep you all. This room.